Time keeps on leaving and we keep on moving. When do we pass on our wisdom to the youth? My veteran story lost our discussions. Fireside chats with the bourbon or two. It's time to hear the story by military veterans. Get yourself ready. It's the Lost Arts Podcast. The Lost Arts with Andrew Cox. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome to the Lost Art Podcast, that podcast that has given a voice to our veterans. On today's episode, we will have a My Veteran Story with Marine veteran Roy Reyes. But before we get into the episode, are you enjoying the podcast? And consider becoming the TLA patron. That's the Lost Arts patron. It is through donations that we are able to continue recording the podcast and getting our veteran voices out for all to hear. Just go to the Lost Art website and click on the Become a Patron link at the top. If becoming a TLA patron doesn't work for you and you would rather give a one-time donation, then go to the Lost Art website and scroll down until you see the donation link. Any donation is appreciated. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast and tell your veteran story, then email me at the lost art with Andrew Cox at gmail.com. All right, we're back. We're doing a My Veteran Story, and with me I have Roy Reyes. Roy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Andrew. I'm excited to hear your story. Like I told you earlier, I've I've gotten several individuals that have uh, mentioned your name and said that you have great stories to tell. Uh, and so I'm excited to hear what you have. And so uh, what was it that uh, got you into the Marine Corps? So let's start there. Like, where did you grow up and then coming into that? Well, the uh, where it really started uh, uh, must have been in middle school, probably about, uh, I don't know, about 14, 13 around. Years of age about that time. I had uh, a couple of cousins that were about five years older than I than I was, uh-huh. and uh, they joined the Marine Corps at the same time. They joined, uh, went to boot camp together, and uh, came back. Uh, and this must have been like about in 1962 around there. Okay. And uh, when they got back home, uh, the family had uh, the family had a reception, and uh, they were there in their uh, tropical uniforms. Uh, uh-huh. With their garrison cap and man, they, they look sharp. You know, they look sharp and proud, and uh, uh-huh. they were talking about how great it was being the Marine Corps. So it, yeah. it kind of a, you know, kind of a, uh, opened my attention to, hey, you know, that that's pretty good. Uh-huh. So that's where it really, where I really thought about it, uh, you know, briefly. But then, you know, at that age, life goes on, and uh, you're into your own thing. Uh, growing up. So I guess the next um, what really really came to mind was uh, when I was a junior in high school. Well, uh, let me take it back a little bit. Okay. Uh, but but when I was yeah junior in high school, my one of my cousins um, named Gregory Valdez, uh, he was with the uh, with the Third Marine Division, uh, Ninth Marines. And uh-huh. uh, he was one of, one of the first ones to uh, go to Vietnam when, when uh, you know, 65. Oh, wow. So he was, uh, he spent almost a year there and then he came on leave and actually he extended to go back. But oh, wow. uh, 
Okay. Yeah, but uh, he came on leave before doing that. Right. And uh, I was able to spend some time with him, uh, you know, because he was like, he was uh, one of my favorite cousins, one that I would look up, up to. Right. And he was a, like like a role model to me. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, I recall that uh, before he left, he came by the house and visited, uh, talked for a while. He was talking to my parents, and uh, he was. Uh, one thing that I that I caught on to was that uh, he was saying that he was going back because he wanted to go back and uh, make sure that uh, he took care of his buddies. So he, right, yeah. So, so that was his motivation to extend and go back. So that was the last time that I saw him. The next time that I uh, had a dinner with uh, Gregory was uh, I came home from school and it was it was about um, a few months later after he left. Mm-hmm. And I see my mother crying. So I said, what, what's wrong? He said, uh, well, Gregory's been killed. Oh, no. Yeah. So uh really was an impact you know so yeah attended his attended his funeral and uh that left uh you know big thought in my mind you know what um, you know this is serious stuff marine corps and all this stuff and uh mm-hmm. is it something that i want to do type of thing but again it, it's a passing thing because i'm still in high school and, mm-hmm. and uh yeah vietnam was going on but uh wasn't a lot of uh hype about 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 the war because it was still in its early year right so pretty much the following year i was uh, going to my senior year by that time things were escalating uh, uh and uh, vietnam was all over the news uh, so by that time being a senior in high school you know the talk all over campuses uh probably all over the country was uh you know what uh, are you gonna do when once you graduate mm-hmm. and uh the draft was the uh, was going strong uh and it was pretty much anticipated that uh, once you graduated from high school, you were going to be drafted. Right. And uh, you were going to Vietnam. So uh-huh. by that time, you know, I mean, realities were hitting. And uh, talks were serious. We know what are our options. Uh, and we would talk about that between, uh, you know, between each other, uh, friends of ours. And, uh, uh, well, option is to wait for the draft, let them find me, and uh, then uh, I'll deal with that. Uh, do I enroll in school so that I can avoid the draft, uh-huh. or do I do I enlist? Right. So those are the options. Well, my uh, one of my best uh, friends, uh, uh, in the band uh, since middle school, name was uh, Julian Escobedo. Uh-huh. Uh, we're always, always hanging around uh, 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 football games after football games. Uh, um, we'd go play pool, so we're, we were very close. So one time we're playing pool, and uh, we hit on the discussion. You know what we're going to do because we graduated in a few months. What what uh, are you going to do? What uh, what do you think uh, is in store? So, and then he pops up with a. Uh, uh, he tells me that I'm going to join the Marine Corps. Oh wow! Okay. And um, you know, I said, you know what, I want to join too. Because I've, th- I've thought about it, you know, but I really wouldn't have put a lot of uh, thought into it, but I have thought about it. So, but uh, yeah. yeah, that's what I want to do also. So we go and visit uh, the recruiter. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, so recruiter says, yeah, uh, yeah, we want, uh, we, of course we want you. And yeah. uh, you, you have some other friends that are also enlisting and I want to get you all in a buddy plan. 
Oh, that's so, yeah. <laughs> so, so the buddy plan, okay. okay. Uh, that was a good way to get people in, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they promise you this and promise you that. Um, so five of us uh, uh, go up to the recruiter on our scheduled date to sign enlistment papers. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, so we enlist, buddy plan. Okay. So we had a date uh, to go to boot camp uh, on july the 3rd 1967. okay all five of us so uh, graduation time came came and uh, the following week uh, our recruiter comes up and uh, contacts us and says uh, hey guys um, i've got an early date um, that they're looking to fill would you be interested in leaving uh, like next week yeah so so uh of uh, the guys in my buddy plan said yeah we'll go um, but I tell I tell the kid, you know what? I'm not ready to go. Mm -hmm. um, I'll wait for my day. Okay. So so that, that's kind of le leading up to how that came about. So my in, my uh, uh, date for boot camp was uh, July the third, nineteen sixty-seven. Right. Yeah. Very so nice. Now, uh, and you were living where at this point? Uh, well, I, I live in San Antonio. I've been in okay. San Antonio, Texas all my life. So that's where okay, gotcha. I went to school here and graduated from high school and, uh, okay. uh, enlisted in the Marine Corps. All right. Part of San Antonio. And you went to San Diego for boot camp. Is that correct? Yeah. San Diego. When we got to, uh, to the airport, um, uh, there was a group of, uh, uh, from different areas, uh, in South Texas that, uh, mm -hmm. uh, we all flew into into san diego so we got to the airport we were the very first ones there we got there kind of early right so so the uh they have us uh standing attention right outside the airport okay uh, <laughs> and uh you know you send it attention at, and uh you know we were young and uh, didn't know what was happening what to expect and so we we're pretty a little you know we we're pretty scared about uh, uh about uh not knowing what uh uh you know what was happening so right. they told you send, send their attention uh until i tell you so and they never told us not to you know to stand at ease it was uh, send their attention for the whole duration that we were there right. waiting for for the other recruits to come and fill the ranks to to uh to establish a, a platoon right yeah so we were out there for hours and hours standing <laughs> at attention um in, in front of the the entrance to the uh, airport right so by the time we got to uh, San Diego, it was uh, uh it was late night, uh, pretty close mm -hmm. to oh I don't know, it must have been after ten o'clock or around yeah. around that time. So that's when they we they took us off the bus and uh, put us on the yellow footprints. Okay, was that a, so, was that a big shock whenever you got there? Well, of course, yeah, because uh, yeah, you know, fear of the unknown. We don't know what to expect. We were young mm -hmm. and uh, we took things pretty serious, so. Yeah, it was pretty scary. It's a pretty yeah. scary moment. Uh, yeah, so everybody that stands on the yellow footprint says yeah. that's definitely one of those scarier moments. Yeah, and uh, when the when we saw drill instructor for the first time, uh, I mean they they were looking sharp, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, their military bearings, you know, was uh, uh, I mean we were very impressed. So that gave us more of a you know. These guys are serious, uh, you know, fear of the unknown. We don't know. And yeah. the way they barked at you and yelled at you. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's pretty scary. Mm -hmm. So 
so all night we were uh, we dealt with uh, receiving you know mm-hmm. issues, uh, getting all our 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 uh, initial stuff like uh, getting our, all all our belongings into a box, sending them home, right. getting our haircuts, uh, and going through the you know first day trans- transition. So it was all night long type of thing, and uh, mm-hmm. so then the next day in the morning. They take us to the shower and they say, "Get in there. You got two. You got ten seconds, something like that, to get in there." <laughs> and yeah, uh, you, you know, that's when we come to a uh, rude awakening. You're the way, you know. You you got this time. You got this this thing to do, and you got so much time, ten seconds to do it. Uh, you know, yeah. and they were pretty. I mean, they were on you. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know how that goes. Oh yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, we weren't we weren't fast enough, so the drill instructor took a bunch of rocks in his hand, loose rocks, and he just threw us at the threw the rocks at us, and <laughs> you know those rocks stinging us. You know, so, man, yeah. he he doubled time into that shower. Yeah, 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 yeah. So wow, you know, we were all you know what's going on here? What uh, uh, what what am I? What did I get into? Type of thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and then how long were you at uh, in receiving there? Uh, well, it, it was an all night, uh, all night thing, you know, because again, yeah. uh, get get your haircut and you go in, uh, and start writing letters uh, that you mm-hmm. got there okay, and uh, uh, you start getting your some initial uh, uh, like toiletries and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. They have you get all your belongings. Uh, uh, issue you, of course, your first set of, set of um, uh, clothes and uh, everything right. that you possess. Uh, you can't keep anything, nothing at all. Yeah. yeah. So all your clothing, all your belongings, everything you put into a box and uh, uh, seal it up. Uh, and get ready to have it shipped off. So you know all that stuff getting organized kind of takes a little while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so uh, right after we took a shower, then they take us in. To our living area, I was with the third battalion, okay, uh, platoon thirty fifteen, and uh, the first thing that we did, uh, and of course they had those Quonset huts. I don't know if you ever oh, yeah. you're familiar with the Quonset huts. I, no, I'm I'm familiar with them. They still had some of them up. Uh, well, when I was there, what was that? Two thousand. Oh, okay. Two thousand six, maybe five, something like that. Okay. Uh, they still had them. Uh, some of them there. I think they're all tore down now, but they were there for yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, a platoon uh, would occupy four quantum huts. Okay. So, uh, as, as soon as we had the shower, take us to, the, to our quantum huts. By that time, uh, we had a seat bag full of clothes, uh, clothing, mm-hmm. uh, all, all our issue. Right. And uh, the next thing that they showed us was how to make a, how to make up your rack. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, you better make it make it up just like, like I'm showing you type of thing, you know. Yeah. So, uh, did that, went to shower, morning uh, to breakfast, uh, mm-hmm. came back and then uh, proceeded and getting some more uh, equipment like your uh, M14 and, uh, right. you know, that type of stuff. And then from there, I don't recall exactly, but that pretty much took us into the, uh, you know, the following day after we had gotten to the, to, uh, the to San Diego. So, right. uh, we didn't sleep all night and then we... We uh, they had us doing all that activity, uh, getting us uh, ready for uh, settled in for for uh, what was in store at boot camp. Uh, right. But it took us all that following day before we got okay. uh, a night's sleep. 
And that's and, always fun. Stumble yeah, around. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, I was the last one when you went to the quantum hut. I was the last one, the last rack. So, okay. uh, the, the next morning, uh, the instructor barks out uh, orders to hit the, you know, uh, to hit the uh, formation to come out, uh, hit the deck or hit the road. Uh, or, right. uh, I forgot what exactly, but uh, as soon as uh, he shouted that, everybody starts running out. And I was the very last one. And I don't know if you noticed that I was the last one, and he just did it to uh, show an example, but he slammed the door right, right in my face. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't expect it, so I kind of, uh, it hit me in the face, you know, but I was kind of, uh, I did have a quick enough reaction to kind of soften the blow, but uh, I mean, I, I knew right away that uh, this was serious stuff. He, he, he meant business when he said something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah, and uh, I mean, in those days, they, they would physically, you know, uh, beat you up. Right, yeah. They, they, they had, uh, uh, you know, pretty much um, a free reign of, uh, to an extent um, of how much they can do. Uh, wow. And, and uh, when they hit you a blow in the stomach or hit you, a, a, give you a judo chop in the neck, I mean, it was, yeah. uh, you could tell it was, uh, it was pretty hard because you, you could hear the, the sound. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, uh, so in, in those days, uh, you know, you had fear of that. Uh, of that happening so i mean you were uh, making sure that uh, you you were on your toes uh -huh. uh, so that uh, that was pretty frightening oh yeah for sure and then you were uh so third battalion uh, at this point um are your drill instructors your actual drill instructor team uh did they mm -hmm. change over and they actually uh, your drill instructors take over at that point uh they the were the they were the same ones from the get-go they were okay yeah they were all the same ones. very cool all right so what mm -hmm. were what were some of the things you remember uh about boot camp that kind of stood out to you uh well uh the the, the physical aspect of it uh, you, you know you're always um afraid that, that you might be targeted uh for for some mistake or even just um, because I haven't targeted you, I'm going to pick on you type of thing. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm sure there was a reason for that, you know. So, but uh, we knew that was part of the game, and uh, you know, as far as I was, I was concerned, I, I went along with it. That if it happened, it happened. You know, but uh, but uh, you know, it's part of uh, building you up or some. I'm sure there's a plan behind mm -hmm. it. But, uh, I, I remember uh, some of those times when I, was, some of the recruits, uh, they got beat up pretty rough, knocked on the mm -hmm. ground, uh, going to the sand pit and doing all those exercises like push ups mm -hmm. forever and ever, squat thrusts forever and ever. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was uh, the, the physical aspect was uh, pretty demanding. Right. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, the uh, the obstacle course, the confidence course, was uh, pretty uh, pretty de demanding. That, that um, I remember that uh, uh, I had uh, I had some problems uh, going through 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 those, especially the ones where you jump on a bar, a straight bar, and then you jump from that bar to the next highest bar. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then you 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 roll over, and then you you know to cross it. Uh -huh. uh, and uh, that one. I, when I did that one, I, I got into that first bar, 
And then I'm looking at the second bar. I said, shit, I'm never going to make that bar. <laughs> so, so I was like hesitating. And then the drill instructor took a, a again back down and got some rocks and he threw them at me. He said, you better get out, get your ass over that uh, and blah, 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 whatever. And uh, man, that uh, gave me the motivation to give it my own. And I jumped and I did it, you know. But nice, yeah. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I guess it works to scare you into it. So, so. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, so it, it, uh, that's those are, those are some of the things. Uh, uh, I remember the pugil sticks. Mm, yeah. That uh, I remember doing that. Uh, I, our drill instructor. When because we pitted we pitted one platoon against another, mm-hmm. so uh, they would uh, give you a uh, you know a pickle stick. They would have uh, you charge uh, against uh, the guy from the other platoon was charging towards you, and then you got. Yeah. Uh, of course, they give you some instructions or on on uh, on how to handle the the pugil sticks, mm-hmm. simulating a uh, rifle, right? Mm-hmm. So my drill instructor. When it was my turn, uh, they pitted two two of us against two of them. Okay. So so he tells me, uh, put the pugil stick, uh, hold the back end underneath your armpit, and straighten out your arm and hold the front end and aim towards his neck, <laughs> and just and, and just concentrate on and on hitting his neck and just charge and just uh, don't uh, don't stop, just run it yeah. through. Okay. So I'm thinking, well, let's see what happens. So <laughs> as soon as they say, okay, go, man, I charged uh, towards, a, towards a guy that's charging toward me. Mm-hmm. And uh, he came towards me like in a defensive position. Yeah. You know, like uh, the pugil stick at port arms, you know, like ready to strike. Yeah. And I've got the pugil stick aiming right at his neck. So <laughs> so I remember, we hit and I ran him through. He, he, he fell on the ground and he, he didn't get up. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know, I just stung him. You know, he was okay. Yeah. But uh, you know, I, I remember that. Um, it, uh, oh, man. Yeah, that's, so that, that was that, that's pretty there. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, how long was boot camp for you? Well, it was a short. It was short from the normal. I don't recall. I think uh, it was about a four week. Uh, they had shortened it by four weeks. Okay. So I don't actually recall the extent that that was. Probably, probably eight weeks then. Yeah, point. yeah. I think I was I was uh, going to say about eight weeks, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was eight weeks. Um, okay. The rifle range was pretty pretty cool. I, I enjoyed that. Now, you, did you go to Camp Pendleton for rifle range? Yeah, Edson Range. Yeah, Camp Pendleton. Okay. I um, I uh, uh, when I first when we first got to the rifle range, we were in formation. I waited for I don't know, I forget for what, but uh, I see this Marine coming across. Uh, across the field, uh, right, and uh, he passed right in front of my platoon, and he was one of the guys that I joined in the buddy plan that went uh, to boot camp uh, like about a month before I did. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, he, he was passing by, and uh, he sees me. We, we were uh, like at, uh, we were just waiting for the next uh, instruction, so uh, the drill inspector wasn't even there. So when he was passing by, I flagged him down. He comes over and says. Uh, that uh, he had been selected as a sniper, and uh, oh, wow. that's why he, that why he was there. He was going to a, a sniper class. Mm-hmm. Uh, so his name was uh, Roy Cisneros, and uh, wow. I'll, I'll bring up his name later on because uh, um, he he received the, the name across. Okay. But uh, 
but uh, uh, I, I thought that was uh, I was totally surprised to see him uh, at all. You know, I didn't expect to see him at you know, uh, no telling when. Yeah. But uh, the the rifle range uh, uh, episode was uh, interesting, and I enjoyed firing. Uh, I had uh, I wasn't the you know the best. I wasn't. Uh, I I managed to qualify. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, when uh, when we did the rifle range, as you recall, I think we shot from the what 150, 300 yard, and then the 500 yard or something like that. Yeah, I think we well we we always did from the two, then the three hundred, then the yeah okay the two hundred. Yeah, and uh, we were at that time we used the M14s. Okay. So, uh, through the through the course of the of that uh, time of the rifle range, when we're going through the learning phase and uh, practice shooting before we qualified, right? Uh, I was uh, barely barely there, you know, making uh, uh, making my points to reach uh, you know the qualifying score. Uh-huh. So one of the good instructors was noticing that, so he kind of paid it, uh, was focusing on my progress and kind of right. giving me encouragement. So that went along for that whole time. And then when the day for qualification, uh, I was knocking it out of the ballpark. I was doing some some good shooting, you know, mm-hmm. hitting the target on the 200 and 300. Mm-hmm. And then when we went to the 500, I was doing the same thing. But uh, I was, uh, you know, you, you had a certain time span to to uh, take your, your, to shoot your rounds off. Right. Uh, from from that distance that they were, you were shooting from, so the drill instructors were right behind me and saying, "Good, good shot, good, good shot." He encouraged me, uh-huh. so I decided I'm going to take a break, uh, take a breather before I take my last shot. Uh-huh. So I put the rifle. Uh, I have a, I have it uh, uh, pointed up, uh-huh. and I'm thinking I'm going to put the safety on, so practice some good safety. Yeah. So when I pressed on the safety, actually I pressed on the trigger. Oh no! <laughs> so, so I shot the uh, I shot at birds in the sky, I guess, because because it was pointed. So in other words, in other words, I wasted a bullet. Yeah. So I'm saying, oh shit! I want, I hope it doesn't mess up my qualifying scores. Yeah. But, but it it didn't. I managed to make to make uh, you know to qualify. <laughs> But that, when I when I wasted that round, I said, "Oh, oh." <laughs> and and uh, the drill instructor, you know, he didn't realize that I had uh, squeezed the trigger on the round because you you hear rounds going all over the place. So he didn't. Yeah. When I fired mine, he didn't he didn't realize that I had fired my my shot. So he's looking at me and saying, "Go ahead, go ahead." <laughs> and I'm looking at him. I say, <laughs> "I'm looking at him," and I didn't want to say, "Well." That I that I that I messed up, you know. So finally, right. I had said, "Well, I just gestured with my hands, you know, uh, like oh, like oops." So he looked at me and just walked away in disgust. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, but I qualified. Those bottom lines. So. Okay. Yeah, that's the important part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, w- one morning, I, I got. Uh, I got beat up by the drill instructor at the rifle range. That's about the only time that I, that it happened to me. I, I mean, it seems like everybody in the yeah. platoon got beat up in, at some point or, or, or other. Uh, but yeah. uh, uh, we were before we started the the uh, 
the uh, instruction, shooting, uh, the rifle shooting instructions, uh, we had uh, mess duty. So, right. yeah, so we had uh, had to had to work till I don't know late at night, and then uh, by the time we hit the barracks uh, and hit the rack, uh, uh, we only got like about two hours sleep before we had to get up uh, to prepare for going out to the rifle range. Right. So, uh, so they tried to try to wake us up like about three o'clock in the morning. It was pretty early. Mm-hmm. So I was uh we had been in the rack about a couple of hours, and then they turn off turn on the lights on the squad bay and start banging on cans and everything, and get up, get up. Uh, so I took a, like a like a second longer than I should have uh, in getting up. So he noticed that. Mm-hmm. So. So he calls me into the office and uh, lays a good one on my, you know, gives me a punch in the stomach. Yeah. And uh, I kind of doubled over. It didn't hurt as much as uh, as probably he intended to, uh, Mm -hmm. but I doubled over, kind of, kind of made out like he really hurt me. So, oh, so. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) so, so he, so he wouldn't repeat it again. So, which he didn't. But that was uh, the only time that I got. uh, yeah, you know, little physical beating from the drill instructor. Right. So, wow. anyway. Yeah, it's definitely different nowadays than it was back then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I just jumped ahead a little bit. I've been uh, uh, visiting uh, 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 the Marine Corps bases uh, uh, for the past couple of years, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I've, I've uh, picked up a lot of. Uh, I've gone to a lot of so to some some graduations. Um, I went to San Diego. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, this summer did one of the one of the graduations. Uh, I attended one of the graduations and uh, nice. The year before I went to Paris Island. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah and talking to you know to Marines there, you know, because uh, I I, uh, I see a lot of difference between now and then. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. What are the big differences that you that you see? Well, well, of course. Uh, Again, uh, the the difference in the handling of uh, the recruits that are is being done now. It's uh, yeah. not as physical now. The pressure is not as physical. Uh, I see where they're on them all, you know, constantly uh, in uh, being in their face, yelling and, and right. kind of getting them, you know, to work, to function under pressure. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's a lot of the difference. I, I'm not sure what other things, you know, some other aspects, but uh, the biggest yeah. thing that's different now that we didn't have uh, then was the crucible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we didn't have it then. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. I understand it's pretty demanding, which I, I think yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a good challenge for sure. Uh, yeah. You only get so much food and it's so many, uh, it's like two and, yeah. and a half days or whatever, something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty, pretty demanding. Yeah, I can I can imagine. So, uh, I would have I, I would have felt uh, uh, a challenge, you know, in doing that, and I would have enjoyed that challenge. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. I think most Marines do, uh, yeah. e- even though they don't like it when they're going through it necessarily. But <laughs> yeah, as you look yeah, back yeah. On it, you, you know, yeah, you exactly, it. exactly, exactly. The accomplishment. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, after boot camp, uh, where did you go from there? You know, uh, oh, oh, well, let's step back a little bit. Oh, okay. Because yeah. because it goes along with that question. Uh, I was in band when I was in high school, right? Mm-hmm. And I was a drummer okay. in high school. And uh, our music program was not the best. There was a, 
you're pretty much learning on your own uh, as a drummer. Right. So the, the, our, our high school band had only one band director, so we didn't have any time to to spend with the drummers in teaching them some aspect of theory or uh, uh, or or percussion. So we pretty much uh, picked up on our own. And that uh, one thing that I had was pretty good rhythm. Okay. So when uh, when uh, in boot camp, our second week there, part of our our uh, testing. Uh, remember on a on a Saturday, we were in class. So this guy, this uh, Marine, comes up. Uh, and he happened to be from the band. It was okay. a Saturday, so he invited uh, anybody from the four platoons from the series, which was composed of the four platoons, going at the same time through boot camp. Uh, anybody wants to uh, try out for the band, fall out in formation, and uh, he was going to uh, march us to the band hall. Okay. So, so of course, we had permission. That was one of the things I understood. So, uh, there were. 11 from the from the four platoons from the series that uh, marched in formation to the band to the band uh -huh. hall and that was the last one the last one in line okay. so we walk into the band hall they line us against the bulkhead against the wall and they tell us uh, it was in the morning about 10 o'clock in the morning uh -huh. so they tell us uh, just stand here at attention and somebody will be out here to um, audition you right so a short while a short while later this gunner sergeant comes out mentioned he was the the uh, the uh, drum major okay and he comes out like he's rubbing his eyes like he was just woken up and uh, <laughs> so he, he expressed that, that he had just woke, woken up they had just uh, gotten in from uh, from some trip and and had yeah. gotten in late so so he said but i'm going to i'm going to audition you so i'm going to start with uh, you first uh, pointing to the first one in line yeah. Uh, of the 11 of us. So he says, as one comes out, next one just comes in. Yeah. Uh, to the room. So that, uh, that, uh, that happened. So I was, when I was, uh, next, I was the last one. So I walk in there into the room and I could tell that he was bored, tired, or, you know, just, uh, you know, uh, still like asleep, but, uh, mm -hmm. he, he, looked at me very uninterested and he says uh i just play me something so i play him you know on the drums i just played him some uh, some rhythms uh yeah. some of the cadences that we, we used in high school he says uh he tells me well it sounds good but i'm not a drummer so i'm gonna i'm gonna get my drummer to come in yeah. you. okay so he walks out short while later this guy comes in uh sergeant e5 mm -hmm. and he comes in rubbing his eyes like he's just been woken up <laughs> same thing and, and uh while he's rubbing his eyes and takes a big old yawn and he tells me play me five rudiments okay. uh, well in drumming were you, were, were you a drummer i uh, yeah i was i was drumming. Yeah. well okay rudiments so uh play me five rudiments uh -huh. so that's all i knew i only knew five rudiments yeah. Uh, at the at the time, you know, because I didn't have much of a band program when I was in high yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. So I only I only knew five rudiments. Period. If you just said play me six rudiments, uh, I, I would have been up a creek, you know. Yeah. But uh, it was just uh, it just it was meant to be. And it says play me five rudiments. So the five rudiments were the long roll, five stroke uh -huh. roll, the flam, 
and whatever else. I don't, uh, I forgot what other, what other else, but five rhythms I played. And he says, okay, so he puts a, a march uh, music in front of me. So it was pretty easy. So I played it. I said, okay, go on back. So head it on back and, and continue with uh, the rest of, uh, you know, the, the uh, uh, time in boot camp. Uh, yeah. Until graduation time, before graduation, they read out your MOS. Okay. So they're reading out so and so, O three, eleven, so and so, whatever this, so and so, whatever yeah. that uh, yeah, MOS is. Ray is your fifty five hundred. <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking, what's fifty five hundred? He says, uh, you're going to be in music. I said, oh man, are you serious? I'm totally surprised. I had no no idea. I wow. I was you know I I never expected. That was furthest from my expectation. That I was going to be uh, given an MOS of a. You know, fifty-five hundred music. Yeah. So my impression was that I was, uh, I was going to be going to the, uh, to to the uh, drumming bugles, the school of the music school at mm -hmm. Paris Island. They had the, they had the drumming bugle. They call it at that time, yeah. um, and uh, they had the, uh, uh, school, uh, at Paris Island. Okay. So, and you always go in there. My or you know after. Uh, after graduation, they went to uh, a couple of weeks of infantry training mm -hmm. before we went on leave. And then after we went on leave, then we were reporting to our duty station. So that was Paris Island. So okay. when I got there, that was uh, like in about October, I guess, of 67. Mm -hmm. When I got to Paris Island, uh, uh, I'm told uh, that I was report to the band. Okay. I was, I was gonna. Be, I was supposed. To, I was gonna be reported to this music school, but now I was. I was in the back. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> There's no school. You just went right in. Well, well, yeah. Well, it was two different things. Of course, uh, the, the the drum bugle and the and and the uh, and the reg, the regular Marine Corps band, which is a yeah. the the, the uh, field band there at Person. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, so of course you have to go through the uh, six months of uh, uh, what do you call it uh, OJT. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Before you got your permanent six, right. six, 50, 55, 63. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, That's it. Band drummer. That's right. So so I got the uh, I went through that uh, when I was uh, there about about a month. Of course that was going into November now. Mm -hmm. Uh. For the Marine Corps birthday, this was pretty awesome. Uh, uh, they had a guest speaker. Mm -hmm. They were going to have a guest speaker. They didn't tell. I didn't know who the guest speaker was, but um, uh, they, they they had they wanted uh, some uh, ceremonial music. So uh, they selected a few of us in the band to go play uh, for the uh, Marine Corps birthday uh, celebration, play Marine Corps ham, uh, Starfangle banner, stuff like that. Right, yeah. So I was one of them. When we played, uh, they announced that the guest speaker was Chesty Puller. No kidding. No kidding, Chesty Puller. Wow. Yeah, so, uh, you know, so we played our bit, uh, opening ceremonies, and then they invited us to stick around. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, it was at the officer's club. It was at the officer's uh, party. Yeah, and uh, Chester Puller was the guest speaker, and we could stick around, and mingle. Yeah, and you got to so, mingle with Chester Puller. I huh? got to mingle with Chester Puller. Holy and, moly! Uh, I like to say I partied with Chester Puller. Yeah, absolutely. Because, because yeah, because I bedded up to the bar and got my drink, and uh, Chester Puller after 
after his speech, you know, he was there and he was talking to, you know, carrying conversation, war stories with uh, anybody that was around him. Yeah. Uh, and so you would see five, six, seven officers around Chester Clure, and that was mm -hmm. uh, me also, one of those uh, in the little circle listening to yeah. everything he had to say and eating, the, eating everything up, you know, just you know, wow. I mean, the, the guy was just impressive. Mm -hmm. he, he was uh, just like I, I saw him in pictures and yeah. the thing was that uh, three months prior to that in boot camp uh, the saying was uh, when you went to bed uh, good night Chester Puller wherever you are <laughs> yeah that's right that's the and same now, thing I said yeah yeah and, and now there he is in the flesh right in front of me holy cow yeah with all those metal all those uh, you know yeah now that was that was impressive I, I was a uh, that was a story to be told so do you remember any of the, uh, the stories that he told or? Uh, no, no, uh, I, I don't, I don't, okay. you know, it was too far back to really in detail, oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. but I'm sure they were, cause he was being asked questions and he was answering questions, you know, it was mm -hmm. something like that. So, yeah, uh, that's really but, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Not but just everybody be, can say that they were drinking buddies with, uh, Chesty just, Puller, right? Chesty Puller, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's really so, cool. I, yeah, and I had a. I, I mentioned that to to a graduation to no. I, I mentioned that to a group of uh, recruits uh, from the San Antonio area. From the, it's the twentieth recruiting district. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, the uh, all the recruiters from the twentieth district were uh, uh, having uh, meet the parents' night. So. All the recruits that they that they had uh, uh, signed off for for the Marine Corps, mm -hmm. the parents were invited to attend to meet the uh, the recruiters. So it was right. a big ma uh, uh, a big group of, of people uh, invited to uh, an auditorium, and there was a lot of people there. A lot of all the recruiters in that twenty district, and so one of the ones that uh, was. Uh, being enticed to join the Marine Corps was my son, so my son invited me to go uh, and uh, meet the recruiter. Yeah. So, so we're sitting at a table with one of his friends, and uh, uh, I told my son, uh, "You want me to impress your friend? Let me uh, let me tell him this. I bet it'll impress." Him. So I told his friend, uh, "I partied with Chester Puller." Yeah. So, so he says, "Oh, you did, sir. You did, sir." And all this stuff. So I said, "Yeah." So. Not too long after that, he comes up and he brings over his recruiter because he told mm -hmm. his recruiter that I had party with Chester Puller. Yeah. So the recruiter comes over. He says, "Sir, sir, did you party with Chester Puller?" I said, "I sure did." <laughs> so he says, "Wow." So then he, you know, he, he asked me a few questions. And then he comes back and brings uh, all the recruiters and the rec the uh, the uh, uh, NCOIC of all the recruiters. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I had all the and some of the drill instructors. They were surrounding me. They wanted to know about my story, but the party was just a cooler. <laughs> That's so, pretty cool. Yeah, so, yeah. I it mean, it's one cool. heck of a story. That's for sure. Yeah, it, it is pretty impressive uh, because you know who can who have you heard say that? Yeah, I don't. I, you're the first person I I've ever known that it's uh yeah has ever said anything like that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so much for that. Cool. All right, so you're uh, in the band at uh, Paris Island. Yeah. And then how long were you there at Paris Island? Okay, I was there nine months. 
Okay. I was from October 67 through almost summer of 68. Okay. And uh, here's one, uh, uh, one time that I remember that's going to play later on uh, uh-huh. in my story. But uh, my band officer was uh, Lieutenant William Black. Okay. And uh, he retired in 68. And uh, he, he was pretty, uh, the, the general really liked the, the band. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and the general was uh, Orman R. Simpson. He was a okay. commanding general at Paris Island. Yeah. So he loved the band. He, every time he, we played colors, uh, well, as much as he could, he'd come out and uh, listen to the band. And uh, he'd compliment the band and then walk back in. Right. So, uh, uh, Lieutenant Black was one of his favorite favorite officers on, on base. So, when Lieutenant Black uh, retired, uh, we had just uh, finished playing color. So, uh, General Simpson invited uh, 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 our commanding officer, our band officer, up because uh, he wanted to to give him a certificate or something, and he invited yeah. the whole band into his office. Okay. So the whole band goes up there. They're they're listening to. General Simpson compliment uh, Lieutenant Black uh, for his time and service in the Marine Corps and being a fine officer and gave him a certificate and all this stuff. So after they finished, after it was done, we walked out and shook. We all shook uh, General Simpson's hand. You know, right. he's, he's a, a high-profile person, uh-huh. pretty person, pretty impressive, especially when you're an E1 like me. Oh yeah. So I shake his hand and um, I said, "Pleasure meeting you, sir." Okay, and that was it at the time. Yeah. But I'll bring him up. I'll bring him up later on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this will yeah, be yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, so uh, uh, about nine months uh, with the band, uh, uh, my new the new officer that took over was uh, Charles Pearson. I don't know hmm. if you heard his name, but Charles I've Captain Charles. Captain Charles Pearson, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, lo and behold, I I get informed uh, that uh, uh, that I was head orders for the Naval School of Music. Okay. So, and uh, I I I don't know why I was selected to do that uh, because uh, at the time the Naval School of Music put uh, the the breakdown in uh, in. Uh, 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 the Marine Corps, the, the, well, the, the slot the Marine Corps has in the Army is pretty pretty even, right? Because that's right. those are the ones that attend the school of music. Uh-huh. But at the time, there were only five Marines in the whole school. Wow. And uh, two slots were for the beginners, two slots for the uh, intermediate, and uh, one slot for the advanced. That's right. what it was when I showed up there. So uh, only two of, of us, one me being one of them were got orders for the naval school of music so why did they pick on me you know mm-hmm. so anyway the other person was uh uh from uh from first Mardiv, i think uh, no no the first Mardiv division was not here uh must have been well we've been from kim penalty marine corps been from kim penalty yeah uh, so we're the the uh the two in the beginning the beginning uh class right but uh but i wound up at the naval school of music uh, and that was like the uh, summer of '68. Uh, okay. Well, I had a I had a hard time with theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was 
very frustrated because I couldn't pick pick up on it. Uh, that's because I never had a music foundation, you know, right. uh, in, uh, you know, in, in in high school. So, I uh, music was a. Uh, I was beginning to get uh, frustrated with music because of that. Yeah, that so, makes sense. Yeah, so I decided, you know, do I want to do this and go through the aggravation? I, I don't think I want to do that. Uh-huh. So I went to the my uh, H and S, um, uh, the uh, NCO in charge of the Marines uh-huh. at uh, Little Creek, and, uh, uh, and uh, I requested to get out of the, uh, to be taken out of the Marine Corps, uh, out of the band, yeah, out of the band field into something else. So I was asked, "Well, what do you want to get into?" I said, "Well, I don't know. It's anything. How about how about truck driver?" Yeah. So I'm told, "Well, uh, well, see what we can do, see we, uh, and see what we can get you into." So about two weeks later, they called me back in, and uh, and I'm told, uh, "Well, you're no longer in the band." But you're not going to be a truck driver. You're going to be a combat engineer. Oh, okay. So, so what? Combat engineer? What's that? So anyway, so <laughs> well, you'll find out because uh, you're going to um, combat engineer school in Camp Lejeune from yeah. here. Okay. So by that time, that was uh, like late uh, uh, 68. Okay. So uh, went through the course combat engineers uh, combat engineers uh, course. Uh, uh, Courthouse Bay, Cambridge, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, once I finished that, then my next orders were for Vietnam. Okay. And who, so who, my... uh, what unit were you going to in uh, Vietnam? Well, uh, I, I was, just, I, I was, uh, I was sent to to the. Uh, it was the First Marine Division, and. Uh, uh, an engineer unit, the Bravo Company, first engineers, who mm-hmm. which were attached to the Fifth Marine Regiment, oh, who okay. support. We provided engineer support to the to the uh, to the Fifth Marines. Right. Okay. And, and uh, they were up at uh, Anwa, mm-hmm. a combat base in Vietnam. Gotcha. Which was uh, thirty-two miles southwest of the, the Dang. Mm-hmm. But uh, that that uh, was quite quite a challenge. Uh, the whole thing uh, because. By the by that time, and I, and I don't know what the uh, uh, you know how rank is uh, is uh, de- determined, mm-hmm. but uh, by that time I was an E four. I had just yeah. made E four. I, I picked up E four when I was going through the school at uh, the company school. I got my E four. Okay. Gotcha. So so I was a NCO, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, there was no real uh, NCO school. Uh, I mean, you you became an NCO and you you function as an NCO, uh-huh. but uh, yeah. there was no classes, no nothing to give you guidance, directions, or training uh, on uh, on on uh, uh, for NCO for right. for, for that uh, for, for that rank and responsibilities. So when I got uh, to Vietnam, I had uh, uh, I had uh, a new MOS. Uh, I had the NCO rank. But I had no uh, uh, experience at my new MOS. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of like an awkward position to be in because you're supposed to be at a level of expertise in your in, in your MOS, 
uh, and that goes along with with your rank. Uh, mm -hmm. If you're a, if you're a NCO, you, you need to you better be pretty knowledgeable about your about your job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So with with me, I had responsibility, I had rank, but I had no experience at uh, what I was supposed to do. So mm -hmm. when I got to 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 uh, the Nang. You know, we flew in like about, it must have been like about 10 o'clock at night. Uh, and uh, our concerns were, you know, are they going to hit us with rockets as we come in? And we were flown in uh, to a commercial airline. And, uh, you know, the instructions were as soon as we land, get off the plane right away because we don't want to have to go, you know, to that possibility uh, being rocketed. Uh, right. So, uh, so report to this spot, you know, there'll be somebody there meeting you and you report to this spot mm -hmm. and, and they'll have your name and uh, they'll assign you where you're going. So, uh, right. so that, uh, night when, when we got in 10 o'clock at night and, uh, I mean, the whole aura of the atmosphere was, uh, just a strange, it was eerie, you know, uh, uh, the, the, uh, even the smell, you know, something that, uh, strange, uh, and just, just weird and eerie uh -huh. so so waiting for went around to report to uh what i was supposed to report to in the morning so it was all night uh, and uh we were instructed just uh you're gonna just sleep in this transitional uh barracks and in the morning i report to your to your unit uh, and this was gonna be okay. so the first time that i go in and uh to one of the heads uh, when you take a leak, I see on the writing on the walls, uh, like uh, so and so, uh, two weeks left, so and so, five days left, so and so, one day left. Right. And I'm looking at all these writings on the wall uh, of all the short timers, and I'm thinking, man, and I still have a whole year <laughs> to, to go. <laughs> man, this is the man, that's a rude awakening right there, you yeah. know, just uh, realizing it kind of making you think, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so before I report, I was uh, to report to my unit out at, um, uh, which was, uh, I was assigned to, we had to go through, I had to go through about three days of, uh, in-country training for combat engineer for, um, uh, learning about, um, getting some more insight on, on booby traps and mines and how to, uh, and how to, you know, handle them, how to, uh, what to look for. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and what the real thing was, because uh, um, we, we learned classroom stuff back at uh, at school, but uh, uh, in Vietnam you had to deal with the real thing. Right. Yeah. So I had to go through two days of that, uh, and then uh, I took a convoy uh, through the combat base San Juan, which was again thirty-two miles. And along the road, uh, another good awakening was uh, you you could see. Uh, dead bodies of uh, of uh, Viet Cong or NBA, whatever, whatever they were, just laying on the road. And I said, man, oh, wow. look at that. Yeah, you know, it, it builds up to, man, you know, what is this uh, crazy world all about? Yeah. So, absolutely. yeah, so I, so, uh, I report to my, uh, to my unit, uh, which is again, uh, uh, the uh, combat engineer uh, unit. And, uh, so I was given my assignment. You're you're going to be you're going to be in charge. So so I said neither of you haven't had much uh, experience because uh, I can see my military record. Uh, I said, but uh, 
you know, we'll give you some uh, basic instructions, and uh, but you're going to be in charge. You're going to be uh, there's an outpost uh, that's uh, halfway here between here and, and the river crossing, which is a vital river crossing, which is uh, about I don't know about six miles from from Anwa. Okay. But uh, uh, we had a uh, like a fire base up there. Okay. And uh, that fire base overlooked uh, again a major river crossing, which is a uh, crossing for a vital supply line uh, from mm -hmm. Da Nang to to Anwa. Right. So my assignment was going to be to be in charge of uh, the engineers up on that uh, fire base. Wow. But but uh, before I was to report. They wanted me to uh, do some a little bit of a OJT by uh, doing some of the road uh, mine uh, search operations. Right. Uh, so the first and uh, uh, my my commanding my command my uh, uh, commanding officer uh, second lieutenant was brand new in country also. He must have been there like about a week wow. before I was. So we're both learning. Mm -hmm. So we go out on a mine sweep. We call that a mine sweep, but you know, we go out uh, the road check for uh, for mines. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, he tells me uh, uh, to do the probing, probing for the for for mines. Right. So pr the the prober would walk uh, behind the uh, the the person uh, uh, up in the mine detector. Mm -hmm. Uh, and if they picked up some kind of signal on the mine detector, then they would uh, point to the prober uh, about the suspicious uh, uh, area. Uh -huh. And then the prober will come and probe and see if there's anything in there. Oh, wow. So my first, uh, my, my first uh, assignment was to learn to probe. So, so we're going down. Yeah, we're going down the, the road. And I spotted something that was, seemed uh, it wasn't right. Uh -huh. So then I called uh, the uh, uh, the demolition person to come and put a charge on it because um, uh, uh, it seems like there was something there. So he puts the charge on top of uh, where I pointed to him. We all move back, and the biggest explosion you can you can imagine explosion, right. you know, resulted. So that was a bomb under there that I found. Oh wow. And I'm talking about a 250-pound bomb was under there, or or, or 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 composition being a box strong enough for that, mm -hmm. because yeah. it tore it tore the road apart. Holy man! Yeah. So wow. so yeah. So so my sec my my commanding officer, second lieutenant, uh, you know last name. Uh, he said, Reyes, eagle eye, Reyes. Uh, <laughs> I'm impressed with with what you just found. So after that, I I mean, he built confidence in me. Yeah. Right, you know, right off. So every time you see me, it's a eagle eye race. But, but anyway, <laughs> that was my first experience with that. And everything was uh, just shaping up, uh, you know, from one day to the other. Just, uh, you yeah. know, things were happening. And yeah, they were happening yeah. fast. Uh, well, hey, uh, Roy, we're we're approaching that hour mark right here. Uh, yeah, it's, it's gone by very, very quickly. Um, so what, what we'll do is we'll... Uh, We'll stop this podcast and then we'll restart and uh, redo another one because uh, I definitely want to get into more Vietnam and, and the rest of your story as well. And I'm sure all the listeners out there uh, want to hear it as well. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and call this one and then we'll jump back in. To all the listeners out there, I want to thank you for joining us on today's podcast. 
As a reminder for all veterans, if you are struggling and need assistance in any way, please reach out for help. The VA has an incredible website and helplines to assist you in your time of need. Just go to the veteranscrisisline.net. That's the veteranscrisisline.net. There are several ways of reaching out for assistance through the VA. For a crisis emergency, just dial 988 and then press 1. Again, dial 988 and then press 1. You can also chat online by going to veteranscrisisline.net and clicking on the chat icon. You can also text for assistance at 838-255. Again, that's 838-255. All calls are confidential and you only have to discuss what you feel comfortable discussing. If you are in need of help, don't hesitate to call. You matter to me and all of your veteran community. One veteran suicide is one too many. Thanks again for tuning in. Don't forget, there are new episodes of the Lost Art with Andrew Cox podcast daily, Monday through Friday. Stay motivated and change your socks.